we marvel at the technological advancements in the automobile. The first cars had a hand-crank engine that drove a little faster than human running pace. They were incredibly inefficient and cost-prohibitive. However, through advancements in engineering, materials, and even electricity, cars are now made to run off of electricity. Although these advancements are great in their development, one cell in your body is more efficient, productive, and incredibly more complicated than any other machine we've ever made. Electric cars are cool, but can you imagine getting a source of energy from air? Take a deep breath and stay tuned for a word with Anthony Walker. Inhale, verb, to breathe in. The word inhale is comprised of two words, in and halari, which simply means to breathe in. It is related to the word inspire. Usually when we think of the word inspire, we think about motivation to do something great. If a friend hops back on their fitness journey and reports about it, you may be motivated or inspired to jump back on your fitness journey as well. But the roots of the word inspire go all the way back to the creation of man. The Bible says that when God created man, he gathered some of the dust of the earth, formed man, and breathed on him the breath of life. God blew his spirit into man. And man took it in, the spirit of life. Inspire is also comprised of two words, in and spirit. When we take in air, we are breathing in life. On a scientific level, breathing is one of the involuntary, voluntary functions in our body. It is involuntary because there's a portion of our brain that makes sure it happens, whether we consciously think about it or not. It is voluntary because at any time we can consciously take the reins and breathe whenever we want, as frequently as we want or as deeply as we want. But in the moment that we stop thinking about it, the autopilot kicks in and we continue breathing. But it's not like there's just a breathe button. We have a muscle in our abdomen called the diaphragm. That muscle is strong enough to pull our lungs open against the pressure of our rib cage and sternum to fill our lungs with air. Our rib cage and sternum has just enough tension to work with our diaphragm to deflate our lungs and exhale. And the process continues. When we breathe in, we take in about 80% nitrogen and about 20% oxygen with a dash or two of water vapor and carbon dioxide. The nitrogen is okay, but the oxygen is really beneficial to our bodies. Our red blood cells use the oxygen straight from our lungs and rushes the molecules to every part of our body 
from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. Bear with me. I know you didn't come here for a science lesson, but I told you I was fascinated by how all this works. As I've shared before on this podcast, years ago, I had a health scare that concerned me about my heart. Out of the blue, I started having random heart palpitations. I consume very little caffeine, so I knew it wasn't the cause. After a few doctor's visits, my doctor concluded that the palpitations were fine and that they were stress-related. At the time, the diagnosis was a stress relief. But then I thought, I don't really know that I was stressed in the first place. How could I prevent issues like this from going forward? The answer astounded me. She told me to take a couple of days off a week and practice breathing. What? I mean, I like the whole take days off piece. I could always tell the church, hey, I got to take a day off, doctor's orders. But the practice breathing piece was interesting to me. She informed me that we can be in such a funk and so stressed that we don't breathe as we should. Our posture slumps and we take shorter breaths. Taking in deep breaths is naturally calming to the body. When we are stressed, our bodies go into a fight or flight mode, ready to react at any moment. Our brain triggers a release of cortisol, a hormone in your body that acts like a steroid. The problem is most of our stress isn't an actual threat, but rather just in our mind. So instead of the bear that is on our tail that we have to run and make a quick decision, we're just sitting and contemplating our test scores on our final exam. But a deep breath can trigger the release of endorphins, a calming hormone that tells your body everything is okay. Deep breaths can take in more oxygen as well as release more carbon dioxide so your body can begin cleansing itself from the inside. As a matter of fact, most of your body's toxins are expelled not through what we leave in the restroom, but rather what we exhale. Hmm. Exhale. Probably next week's word. Stay tuned. So she also shared that slow, deep breaths can calm and slow the heart rate. So many benefits come from just breathing in. I actually began practicing. Yes, practicing breathing, taking moments to take slow, deep breaths. And I can say that in the past few years, since implementing these practices, I haven't had palpitations since. But all these attributes and benefits are just in the physical. What about the mental, psychological, or even philosophical benefits of breathing in? I suggest that air to the body is like information to the mind. What are you breathing in? What kind of information are you inhaling into your mind? What are you breathing in? Whatever you're taking in, it is going into your mind in some fashion. The shows you watch, the books you read, 
Yes, the podcast you listen to. All of these are inspiring you. Remember the definition. The experiences you've had, the friends you listen to, the conversations in which you engage, these are inspiring you. The hurts, habits, hiccups, and hangups, they too inspire you. And like our bodies, if we don't breathe in frequently enough, we can suffocate. Some of us are suffocating due to the lack of new fresh air inspiring our minds. We're still breathing the same old stuff we breathed out years ago. We're still listening to the same old music. We haven't read anything new that has challenged us. We haven't heard anything worth repeating. We are suffocating. Sometimes we suffocate because of how we think about new things. Just today, my mentor shared with me a wisdom pearl that blew my mind. He told me that he was learning just as much now as he did 40 years ago. So I asked, what is something you're learning now? He shared that in the work that he does, he's finding that it's not what people know. It's that what they think they know is all they need to know. This is a dreadful mindset at any level. It would be as if you took a breath when you had the greatest experience of your life and decided not to breathe again. Your last breath is good, but it is not as good as your next breath. We are so designed to need fresh air over and over again. The inspiration feeds our aspirations. We breathe, then we believe, then we achieve, and then we breathe again. Take time today to examine your physical and emotional health. If you are sluggish, stagnant, or stale, don't beat yourself up about it. First, breathe in. Read something new. Start reading the book that you said you would. Read one of the Old Testament books of the Bible. Breathe in. Observe something new. For me, sometimes I literally stand in a different place. Have you ever seen your house from your neighbor's perspective? It looks different. But this different perspective could be a catalyst for other new observations and perspectives. Accept a new challenge. Being challenged to something new causes your brain to fire up those old creative mechanisms you haven't used since the last time you were told to put on your thinking cap. New challenges precipitate new outcomes and more fresh air. Try a new food. Take a new trail. Use a new approach. Breathe in fresh air. As you breathe in, be inspired, experience the moment, maximize the moment, and then, and then, and then breathe out. See you next time. Thank you for sharing a word with Anthony Walker.